In this episode of the Couch to Podcast, we are talking all things running, and I'm delighted to be joined by Couch to 5K expert Nina Metzen and John Wheatley, the founder of the Colchester Castle Park Park Run. Welcome to you both. Hello, Will. Hi, Will. Yeah. <clears throat> Nina, I'll bring you in first because, like me, I understand you were initially motivated to start running to help lose weight. So, talk talk me through your your story, if you will. Mm, um, well. Soon after I had uh, gave birth to my youngest child, I found myself, I was 21 stone, I couldn't really get up a flight of stairs. And, you know, it was, I just, I was really, really unhappy, you know, physically, mentally, really unhappy. So uh, I started losing weight. There was no way that I could have been running at that point. So I started walking, uh, started losing weight. I actually lost I think before I start, I actually lost about three or four stone before I started running. Um, and then when I say running, it was it was a shuffle uh, and it was and it was very definitely a shuffle in the dark running round cul-de-sacs so that no one could see me. Um, and, you know, because it was really scary, the idea of running out in public. Uh, but it eventually it becomes something that you become more confident about and then you perhaps start to venture along the idea of taking part in some events or going to a park run uh, and then before you know it you find yourself going out and running for fun all the time so here we are now gosh I mean that's absolutely incredible and I mean I'm, I, my um, my own little journey is not overly dissimilar I was about 20 and a half stone when I mm. sort of started all this and you're right you've, you've got to be a bit careful initially because you know jogging or running when you you are carrying uh, some extra weight can be pretty risky on your knees so starting off slowly and picking up but 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 yeah losing a bit of weight and then getting into running and starting is brilliant and you're right aren't you that it's um you start off and I mean I remember the first time I, I had a little run I, I couldn't run 100 meters without being out of breath <laughs> and pa- panting and sweating and thinking I was yeah. thinking I thinking I might end What's up dying doing? <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 then it's incredible, isn't it, that just a few months later, you know, you're you're then running, you know, a kilometer and then two, and then you think, God, actually, how am I doing this? And then before you know it, you're 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 doing a uh, you're doing a, a sort of five k. Now you you're you're a, an advocate of the the couch to five k. Um, it's not something I've done personally. I, I probably did do it, but without using the app. But my my wife's used it, and she absolutely well. I say loved it wasn't the right word, but it was it was <laughs> the right tool to sort of help her to get into running. What what would you say to people considering um, downloading the app and getting getting going with the couch to five k? I, th- I think it, Couch to 5K is brilliant because I think what a lot of people do is they think they have to just go out and run and carry on running until they can't run anymore. And what Couch to 5K does is breaks down the, the, the way that you start running by actually walking more than you run. So the, the, those first sessions that you, that you do, you are doing, you know, a brisk walk with a bit of running in between and then all it's actually doing is then just removing those walking intervals and building up the running intervals so it's a much more gradual way of not only building up your your stamina and your running ability but your confidence in being able to do it because actually if you just go out and run and then realize it's really hard (laughs) and and your lungs hurt and your knees hurt that's that's quite off-putting so so something like Couch to 5K, where you can start slowly and build up, but you've got a structured program, just it, it makes a massive difference. And obviously, the way that we do it is we is we run as a group. So you have the the motivation as well and the support of a, of a small group of people, because that can help massively as well. You'll get people that are extremely motivated uh, to, to, to be able to go out and run on their own and have the discipline to do that during the week. 
but what we find is a lot of people you know the once those initial couple of weeks and the enthusiasm has kind of uh, disappeared that the motivation of having a small group actually it's not so much motivation it's actually the accountability of having that group of people you know you know you've got to show up and do it uh, makes a huge difference and I think that's that's why we get lots of our runners through right to the end and achieving their achieving their 5k which is brilliant so there's there's a bit of a bit of sort of peer pressure and peer focus involved, which I think <laughs> never peer pressure, peer support. <laughs> peer, peer support. Okay, I think that that definitely works because I think you're right. I mean, th- this time of year, going out and and having a run um, is a lot is a lot easier. There's no question about that. But but when it's it's cold and it's yeah. dark and it's and you've, got, and you've got hail hitting your face. Oh, I, I know. And, you're... <laughs> and, and it, uh, I don't know if you get the same, but at, once you've done a run. The sort of the sense of sort of how great you feel afterwards. I don't know whether it's endorphins or whatever's running through your body after exercising, or and you ha- have a real sense of achievement. But that putting on the trainers and heading out the door, I, I can absolutely see how going out in a group would make that a far more attractive prospect. Oh, definitely, definitely. There's you know, there, what, there's there's that saying, isn't there, that you only regret the runs that you don't do. So you know, it, if once you're out the door and you get going, you know you're going to feel better at the end of it. But yeah, when if you're doing an early morning run, when that alarm clock goes off and you're thinking, oh, really? Okay, right. But you know, once you're out and out, and you know, you're out in the fresh air and and you're running with other people. Well, this morning we were out at quarter past six this morning and we were running through. Cymbeline Meadow, Meadows singing Bucks Fizz songs to each other. That, Brilliant. You know, I love it. I love it. <laughs> would I have been doing that a few years ago? No, I would not. <laughs> now, now tell me a little bit about gear because uh, my, my wife not only calls me a running bore because I have to, I have to, I, I think she thinks I engage more with Strava than I do with, with her. Well, uh, if but, it's not but, on Strava, it doesn't count, you see. Well, well, well I, I, th- I think, I think, I think, I think so too. Or I should say other running, uh, running recording apps are available. Um, but, but, but she, she's always at every, every, t- every time uh, she sort of, checks cupboards or drawers she's like what's that and I've got I've bought myself another piece of running equipment or and she's like how many pairs of trainers does one man actually need so do you find do you find the same that you end up keep buying more running the, bits? well the answer to that question is of how many trainers do you, pairs of trainers do you need is always one more that, that that's what you need <laughs> I think the the I think when you start there is a temptation to go out and buy loads of stuff and it, it won't always be what you need so and also the idea of perhaps spending a lot of money on trainers to start with can feel again that can feel like a bit of a barrier so you know I I would say I certainly didn't go out and spend lots of money on trainers to start with but because I was heavier or am heavier I I knew I needed you know sort of a decent bit of cushioning to be able to you know so I I I, I wasn't going to go out and buy a super cheap pair but you know I went and got a pair in a set in the sale first and then you kind of work out what you need but I think that if you're starting if you look after your feet and ladies if you've got a decent running bra then that's kind of where you need to start and everything else everything else after that is you, you work out what you need I know that I would rather go and spend money on a really good pair of running socks for example you know just yeah, protecting definitely. your feet um we do long runs so I wear a bladder pack you know I have a, a rucksack with a bladder pack um and but everyone finds what works what works for them you know I don't I don't go out and buy running tops anymore because I tend to enter the events where you get t-shirts <laughs> so you know there's just lots of running shirts in the cupboard that way everyone has their own preference for the kit that they want to buy but um 
yeah I do I do quite like a new pair of trainers there's nothing there's nothing quite like it is there and, I, and I'm totally with you on the socks I, I've got this gorgeous pair of Norwegian running socks and mm. I love them I mm-hmm. absolutely love them and I think what one of the one of the I suppose things about trainers is regardless of your weight your your trainer size tends to stay the same but I think one of the the really great senses of achievement is when your running clothes stop fitting uh, but stop yeah. fitting for positive reasons because you've, <laughs> you've 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 lost lost a bit more weight absolutely you know it's there's uh, it's, it is quite nice although obviously if you're wearing like really fitted running leggings as well you know they you have kind of got to peel them on and off that's you know that, that's no bad thing you know so uh, but yeah being able to go down a size is a great thing you know there's the temptation to spend lots of money on uh, on on running gear is quite high because there is so much cool stuff out there but yeah it is quite nice when you can do it for positive reasons when you've moved down another size Definitely. Now, talk to me a bit about routes, because we obviously can look back and track those on Strava and check we've done a 5K or a 10K or a half marathon, but using GPS. But how do you plan routes? Do, do, you, do you go for distance? Do you go for sort of familiarity? Do you look at safety? And how do you mix things up and not just find you're doing the same routes over and over again? Mm, well, there's a bit of all of that. So depending on whether I'm running on my own or if I'm running in a group, then there's obviously safety considerations. And depending on what time of year it is as well. So, you know, obviously in the winter, uh, we, we stick to pavement running. We've got head torches on or chest lights and that kind of thing and high-vis gear. This time of year, I mean, we're so lucky. We're so lucky in Colchester because, uh, you know, obviously we've got we've got the parks in town. You know, Highwoods Country Park, you can you can do a five-mile loop and it's, it's beautiful parkland, you know. Um, but from where I am, uh, you know, a, a 10 minute trot and you are out into the countryside and, and I can be out into Boxted and Langham and, and out into the countryside and just you are you've got the most gorgeous countryside. So the, one of the loveliest things about learning to run and then having the confidence to be able to run longer distances is that you you can get out into into gorgeous countryside. So I will sit there with I will sit there with Strava and plot routes and I have got routes that I've plotted that I haven't run yet that I'm saving for a, a day where I can go and run them and um, just you know the 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 idea of being able to physically get yourself from one town to perhaps another village that blows my mind still you know that I can move my body to be able to to do that you know just even running a couple of miles along the Wivenhoe Trail to go from Colchester to Wivenhoe you know it's just I'm I'm in I'm in a in a different place i'm in a different town oh i agree it's lovely I, I love it too. The, one of my favourite routes is is running from Colchester to Wivenhoe and back along the trail, and and it's just about it's in fact just about a half marathon if you do it from uh, sort of just beyond central Colchester, and it's a mm. it's the loveliest route uh, it, along along by the River Colne. It, it's absolutely gorgeous, you know, and just there's so many there's so many well kept trails as well, which is which is also really nice because you never quite know what you know what it's going to be like going across fields or down um, about down footpaths, but there's just beautiful routes that we do sort of out through Great Hawksley and out into West Burgholt and you know there's and I'm sure the people that live in the in the south of Colchester will have their own favorite routes that take them out through Layer and into you know the, the the Roman River trails you know I see all those routes on Strava from from other runners and I just think we we are so lucky you know that you really don't have to travel very far afield at all in order to be able to see some gorgeous countryside um, but you know if you just want to do a, a you know a quick bit of speed running well obviously we've got the there's the 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 track up at the new northern gateway sports park which is fantastic being able to run loops around that you know and obviously if you really fancy you know killing yourself up some hills then there's always castle park as well it's always good fun (laughs) 
definitely. Well, I, I, I recently ran the Colchester Orbital and I had the most wonderful time, wonderful time doing it. It's a great route, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's a fantastic route. So, so I'll, before I bring John in, I'll just ask you one more. And that's the, the uh, not, not, if you're not a runner, you may not know this, but there is almost, uh, I've found, the, the running salute, which is whenever you run past another runner, you always have to give them a smile and a wave. Do you do the same thing? Absolutely. And in fact, I, 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 I'm a little, you know, I'm, I take offence a little bit if we, do, if we don't yeah. get a salute back. Um, the people that I run with will tell you that I am one of those annoying people that will be like, morning, good morning to everyone as we run past. So, yes, absolutely. The hand goes up, you've got a smile. And particularly if you spot someone in a running shirt of a club that you know, or if they've got a shirt on from an event that you've been at, you know, even if they're not part of your running club, if they're part of one of you know all the other one of the other running clubs around Colchester or even if they're not even if they're just out running it's just lovely seeing other people out and doing it and you do spot the same faces over and over again even if you don't know someone's name you've probably seen them at a park run or you've seen them at an event so uh, the, the running community in Colchester is 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 absolutely brilliant you know wherever you run whoever you run with there's always a, a you know a smile and a wave from someone as you go past. I, oh, I totally agree with you. Now, now, John, I've got to bring you in. You you were responsible for setting up the Colchester Castle Park park run. Uh, park run has been the most incredible movement, a uh, phenomenon, if you like. And, mm -hmm. I, I, and I know that it's a, a national movement. They're super accessible. But, but what's the Colchester story? Um, well, in this part of the country in 2012, we had no park runs. Um, and I found my first park run the year before, in, in 2011 uh, when I happened to be in holiday in Poole and wandered into Poole Park early on a Saturday morning for a light jog. And then I saw these, this obviously organised run running around Poole Park. And I thought, I wonder what this is. So I made some inquiries. They said, oh, it's park run. And so um, I did my first Poole Park run in uh, April 2012, I think it must have been Easter term, uh, there, came home full of enthusiasm to see the, the park runs around this area, and there were none at all. Um, then I heard that uh, Ipswich Park Run was starting uh, in the September of 2012. So along I went to the first Ipswich Park Run and went there for the rest of the year and then got pinged by Rory Marriott, who was the run director there, uh, and uh, sorry, the event director there, and uh, said, um, why don't you start one in Colchester? So I said, well, how do we do that? <laughs> Being quite new to it. And uh, so th that was the way the story started. We gathered together a team and we started then the, Col the Colchester Park Run by which time one had started in Chelmsford, but we started out on the 13th of April 2013. And uh, we've gone from strength to strength, and we've now had 365 park runs in Colchester Castle. That's, so that's how it all, all started. I mean, but, but Castle Park is stunning, and it's a lovely oh, it's, route, a lovely route that you have there. How many people do you get on, on an average, average um, weekend? <laughs> Um, well, of course, none at all for the last 18 months, but uh, before that, we'd get anything up to 400, close to 500 sometimes. That's amazing, isn't it? And, yeah. and, and in terms of the makeup of sort of park runners, I assume you must get lots of first timers, but, but you're going to yeah. have, you must have people coming back time and time again. 
Oh, we have very regular ones. Of course, we're very fortunate in Colchester in that we've got a number of running groups. Um, JME, of course, which Nina belongs to, um, and there's also Running Colchester, which actually I think probably started as a result of runners getting together at Colchester Castle Park Run and uh, starting a, a running group so they could run at other times as well. And then, of course, you've got the recognised running clubs as well. But apart from those, you have a, a large number of people who just lightly jog around or even walk because, of course, park run encourages not only runners, joggers, walkers, but, of course, needs volunteers and encourages volunteering as well. So we have a wide group, of, a vast group of people who come along and uh, either run, jog, walk or volunteer every week. It's wonderful. And and tell me about the route, John. What what are the distances that people can run? Well, the the park run itself is just five k, of course. But um, what what do you mean by what distances? Well, as, as, as in, if someone wants to come and just do, for example, a kilometre on their first go, or if they want to, do, do some people do the the park run, you know, two or three times. You know, at, no, at no, tend to only do it once. One or two of the sort of cultured areas sort of tend to finish and then go round again. Right. But yeah. It's yeah. not 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 normal. People would normally just do the five k because the other aspect of parkrun is the social side, which of course we've all missed. And uh, getting together afterwards for a chat and and, and maybe a coffee at, at the cafe or one of the local cafes in town uh, has always been popular. So it's the social side as well that's very important in parkrun, I think. Well, I think I think that's right, and running mm. and just running more generally. And I think you know, there's 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 something um, sort of really therapeutic about being able to just uh, have a have a jog or a run with someone and have a, a conversation. Because you know, yeah. how often how often without our phone in our hand or people interrupting or the phone going off or meetings here and that, and, you know, do you have just the time to be able to have a conversation while you're you're jogging along? Yeah, that's right. Yes. And of course, people get the bug. Uh, and, and even the most surprising people, people who started off walking. Um, I, I've been down at Colchester Castle Park Run as run director a number of, oh, I can't count this times. And people come up to me saying, this is the first time I've done it. I really loved it. It was great. You know, and they, they, they walked and maybe just walked and jogged and got round and encouraged by the marshals on the way round. And... Uh, then of course they they come along again and then they the target being to to get uh, a t-shirt because a park run gives t-shirts out for well at the moment it's for if you've done 50 runs you get a red t-shirt a black one for 100 a, a green one for well, a turquoisey green for 250 and another further uh, one for 500 runs now uh, I mean, it takes quite a long time to do that of course um, and then juniors for, for, for junior park runners, they get a, a white ten t-shirt. So all, you know, there's an encouragement for them to get the, an award like that and wear their shirt with pride, and they do that. Um, from from September the first, um, a volu oh, volunteers at the moment they get a, a t-shirt, purple t-shirt with volunteer on it, twenty five. Um, after volunteering twenty five times. But from September the 1st this year, uh, they're going to change the rules slightly and there will be volunteer shirts for 25, 50, 100, 250, 500, the same as for runners. And they're introducing a 25 shirt for runners as well. 
And how, how is it funded, John? How does that work? Well, um, at the moment, the T-shirts are free, um, but they're going to be charging £15 because it's going to be unsustainable with the number of park runners there are in the world now. It's going to be totally unsustainable. So everybody in the world will be charged £15 for a shirt if they want one. But uh, how's, how's Park Run funded? Well, it's funded very much by sponsors. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. There are a number of sponsors who, who have been very supportive during the COVID, uh, keeping their support up for Park Run. Um, and and uh, Park Run's got a couple, some grants as well, but mostly it's funded by sponsors. And, and one final question about Park Run, John. If, 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 if somebody listening to this is interested and thinks, Do you know what, this sounds like a great way of taking up running and meeting new people, where can they find you and and or how can they find out more information right all they need to do is if, if they google park run they'll get straight onto the park run website where it tells you everything about uh, what you've got to do um, but if effectively all you have to do is register it's totally free uh, you just register on there and you must print off a barcode the one thing you have to have uh, to uh, to to if you'd like to have your run recorded is a barcode so you print off that barcode and you bring it with you. And uh, it, it's, it's a paper thing, obviously you print it off, but it's advisable to laminate it or put it in a, something that doesn't get all wet and sticky because if you're running 5K, it's liable to do that. Then if you become enthusiastic and want a permanent one, then you can have wrist straps with uh, your barcode and next to kin information on as well. So that's, uh, you can order those from Parkrun. Brilliant. Now, 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 let me ask you both a, a question um, more about running. It's a bit of a taboo subject um, because I know on organised runs they ban them. Um, but when you're out on your own, I must admit I do it. I know you probably shouldn't. You know, I, when I'm on a run on my own, I listen to podcasts, so I'll put my earphones in. What's what's your what's your view? I'll come to Nina first. What's your view on headphones and whether you should or shouldn't wear them? I, I never used to wear headphones because um, I, I kind of used running almost as a bit of meditation, you know, just the, the, the sound of your breathing and, you know, the noise of your feet and, and that kind of thing. But um, for my birthday last year, I was bought a pair of uh, bone conductor headphones. Ah. Yes. So they so they sit over the top of your ears rather than in your ears. And um, I I. I I don't wear them all the time, but I, I do wear them if I'm perhaps going out on my own for quite a long run. It means that I can still hear the traffic. It means that I can still be aware of what's going on around me. And I can then also still listen to podcasts as well. So um, I, I've become a, a, a bit of a convert, actually, for, uh, for, for headphones. But me personally, I don't think I would ever wear in-ear earphones if I was running. I think the bone conductor ones, just for kind of safety and awareness, uh, that would be my, my preference, I think. Ah, there we go. So, John, what's your what's your view? Absolutely endorse everything Nina says there. Um, I'm looking at my bone conducting earphones in front of me now because I've just had them on charge. <laughs> I, wore, <laughs> I, I wore them yesterday. Um, and uh, yes, I wouldn't wear anything else. I, I listen to some occasionally listen to the music, uh, but I listen to the uh, Park Run podcasts um, as well when I'm going around. It's quite a good thing to do <laughs> and have a laugh. <laughs> see, see, now you, you, you both have now got me into some trouble because I, I can now feel another running purchase coming yeah, on. And, yeah, and, and, and more Mrs. shopping. Qu <laughs> Mrs. Quince is not going to be happy with this at all. <laughs> Now, talk talk to me talk to me a little bit, um, John. I'll bring you in first about 
uh, diet and food and what what do you eat before a before a run and after a run generally not too much before immediately before a run um, particularly if park run in the morning I probably won't have anything except apart from a cup of tea and, and then uh, the park run it all depends if I'm going somewhere distance I mean I look after um, the whole of North East Essex, Suffolk and part of Cambridgeshire. So if I'm going up to Cambridgeshire, I would tend to have a light breakfast, just fruit, um, melon and uh, peaches and things like that, and strawberries at this time of year, um, but nothing else. Um, and then uh, afterwards, I would, probably won't have too much till lunchtime, really, to be honest. Um, so that, that, that's my sort of diet, if you like. Okay. And Nina, Nina what about you? I have to agree. If, it, if it's an early morning run, then I, I can't really run with anything in my stomach at all. I know there are some amazing people that can just, you know, eat a meal and then go running, but I'm not one of those. Uh, mm. So if it's an early morning run, then yeah, it's a cup of tea at most. Um, if it's a long run in the morning, then I will have had a larger meal the night before so that you've got, you know, you've perhaps had, you know, that that fueling the night before, rightly or wrongly, but that's just what works for me. But um, again, afterwards, if it's a shorter run, then th it's not really any additional fueling afterwards. You know, you just you go about your day. But if it's a if it's a longer run, so if we're doing, you know, or if you're doing a big event, uh, particularly if you're doing it with people, then the answer is it's whatever you can celebrate with afterwards. <laughs> I think mm. le legitimately, if you've done a big event that you've trained for, then you can have whatever you fancy afterwards. Uh well, I, do you know, I totally agree with you on that. And I love, I love it when you look at, um, I often have a banana or, or a, a cereal bar or something before, mm. before I go out just to, to, to have something in your tummy. But, but I think the, um, the, the great thing afterwards, when you look at your Strava and you do a 10 K and it says a thousand calories burned, or you, <laughs> you, you, you do a half marathon and it says 2000 calories burned. You think brilliant. If I add that to the two and a half thousand, I'm allowed, that's four and a half thousand today. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but, but, but you still need to sort of, you know, still need to be a little bit careful, but, but I mean, it's one of the things, isn't it? You know, if you are trying to lose weight, actually running is a brilliant way to say, do you know what? I can be, you know, a little bit more relaxed. Um, this afternoon this evening about what I eat because I've earned it yes. yeah yeah it's, it's it's about having the balance isn't it you know it's just if you know what your body's done during the day then you can make your some the, the right choices about what you what you fuel it with afterwards exactly and no you just need to pick it up tomorrow now let me ask you another so questions about another sort of taboo subjects or um it's called questionable ones runners all have sort of different views on them the first one is stretching uh, before and afterwards because some don't do it at all and and others um say it's absolutely essential and the second is rest days and whether you should have a rest day between running and i'll tell you a little story i, I decided at the beginning of this year um that that after a little indulgence over over Christmas, that from the from the first of February, so for the whole of the month of um, February, I would run ten k every single day, oh. and rain and rain, shine or snow, I did it, and I ran three hundred k over the month. Um, but I ended up with tendonitis and a, and a couple of yeah. other injuries, so yeah. so it, it may not have been the wisest thing to. I lost a lot of weight, but uh, but it may not have been the wisest thing to do. So I, I'd love to hear your view. I'll bring Nina you first on on both stretching. Before before and after and rest days uh, so before a run the it, it's not so much about the stretching but it's more about just getting your muscles ready to go so it's you know the the kind of things that we would be doing is that kind of jogging on the spot you want to start getting your heart rate up get your lungs working get your muscles starting to warm up as well you want to be sort of loosening off some of the joints uh, you know with your ankles and that kind of thing so 
we, you know, it's, I would always be doing high knees or high kicks, getting your shoulders rotated because it's about getting ready to run. Uh, the stretching would then be afterwards because, you, you yeah. know, you've got warmer muscles. So where we're encouraging our runners to then stretch their muscles out the calf, you know, and you're working all the way up the leg and all the way up the body so that you're stretching your calf muscles, your quads and all that, you know, so as you work up that comes afterwards so I would absolutely say yes you have to do before and afterwards but it's slightly different what you're asking your body to do is different from the start to the end uh, rest days uh, you've, you've you've got to rest even you know you've got to give your body time to recover otherwise you're you're never going to be able to achieve what it is you're working towards because you're going to be constantly fatigued so if you really can't bear the idea of a running rest day at least try and swap and do something else so you could do a stretch session or a yoga for runners session or um you know sort of or a bike ride or just a brisk walk just do something different if you can't bear the idea of not being physically active but yeah not i not running every day i wouldn't say there's something in that Nina isn't there I don't know if you get had the same but some days when uh, my, my, at one point my wife said to me Sundays you are not going running and, and I'd wake up in the morning and all day I'd be itching I'd be like I really need to go out I need to go yeah, out and, and don't look at Strava on those days because you'll see everyone else that's been out and then you feel really <laughs> bad about yourself <laughs> yeah I think that's right so John what about your view on on stretching and rest days I agree with exactly with what Nina said. You know, I think most most runners would uh, yeah, don't, don't stretch beforehand, but do warm up thoroughly, um, and then afterwards do your stretching exercises to loosen up to, to ease the muscles off, but not beforehand. As for rest rest days, definitely. I, I certainly find at my age now, you, <laughs> I need the rest days. <laughs> And otherwise it becomes a chore rather than a pleasure, yeah. doesn't it? You know, you want to go out and enjoy it. You don't want Absolutely. to be thinking that it's that it's this thing that you've got to do, even though it hurts. That's no fun. No. You know, so, yeah, it should be fun. I think you're probably right. And, you know, I'll, and I'll reflect on that. I think that you, you've, you've both been really generous with your time. But let me just ask you both one final question. Um, what's your favourite, be it 5K, uh, 10k half marathon marathon and, and and what is the most enjoyable organized run that you've done let's start with john oh dear <laughs> i suppose the most enjoyable i've done a few london marathons in the past but um i i think the great north run has edged them out um in terms of uh, uh, overruns uh, that's a half marathon uh, from newcastle through to south shields and it is absolutely amazing you go over the, over the bridge over the time uh, with the red arrows flying over the top of you which is very spectacular wow. and the support yeah. around uh, from the crowds all the way to the coast is absolutely amazing so, so uh, yes I, I think it just edges out the london marathon but uh, i i've fond memories of that as well do you know, well, John, I, I, I've signed up to do both later this year. So I'm right. really excited, really excited about yeah, that. The Great, Great North Run this time, though, is a different route. You won't see, you won't get the, this year the, the normal route because of COVID. Um, it's beginning and finishing in Newcastle. You're going over the time bridge twice, I believe. Oh, so that means I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to do it yeah. twice. Uh, so uh, you don't go down to South Shields. Again, they, they, it's finishing on Town Moor. Well, it's, it sounds like a very good excuse to go back up to Newcastle a second time. <laughs> yes, I'd love to do it again. Uh, but uh, I'm afraid age is taking its toll and I'm waiting for a hip operation at the moment. So my running is 
very, very, very restricted at the moment, which is well, frustrating. I think. <laughs> but, 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 prob but probably very sensible. Uh, Nina, what about you? Uh, in terms of distance, my my favourite distance is, is sort of anything really between five and five and ten miles. Five miles is where it's kind of, you know, I'm, I'm in my happy place. Everything after ten miles, I'm thinking, oh, I'd quite like this to be over now. Um, <laughs> but it, it, my, my favourite uh, event, I have to say, the Culture Half Marathon is brilliant. You know, the, the support mm. that you get around the route is incredible. The runners are fantastic. That final sprint towards the stadium is brilliant. You know, so I, I do love the, the Culture Half Marathon, but my, my, my very favourite event for, for really personal reasons was the Winchester Half Marathon. I was born in Winchester. I grew up in Winchester. And mm. um, the, the route is beautiful. And it, and it went out to the village where I was at primary school. And then you run back into the into the city again and bearing in mind I, I grew up as that kid that you know I, I didn't play sport I was the you know the fat kid at school I was n not the sporty kid and the thrill of being able to run through that city uh, and run to the finish line was was pretty amazing it was also um when I ran it in in 2019 it was it was it was the last run that my mum was able to come to as well before she got ill so it was uh, very emotional and it was yeah definitely my favorite my favorite race ever uh, yeah and one more thing, Will, I suppose it's favourite park runs is uh, there. Uh, and uh, if there's one park run that I think that I've done that's my most favourite would be Fountains Abbey Park Run in North Yorkshire. It is absolutely stunning. So if you're going up that way and you want to stop off to do a park run on a Saturday morning, it's brilliant. Well, there you go. Well, I, I, I promised that was the last question, but I've got to ask you one more because because 15 months ago, I would have laughed at you if you'd have said that uh, in 15 months, I, I'd be running 5k, let alone a half marathon nearly every week. So yeah. the, what, what would you say to the, the person that I was 15 months ago that used to sort of chuff at the fact and laugh off the fact that, that uh, they may they may be a runner? What would you say to somebody who's just even thinking about maybe giving it a go? Give it a go. Give it a go. Walk. Take go out for a kilometre walk, which is not that far. Just walk it. And then next time, if you feel like it, just gently ease, ease into something and do the couch to 5k if you feel like it. Yeah, I, I would say that it it's so much more than running. It's It's yeah. the mental health side of it. It's how you are going to feel in your body, in your brain by by making the effort to do it. The scariest thing is deciding to do it. The second scariest thing is putting your shoes on for the first time to get out the door. And everything after that will will make you feel yeah. so much better. And and the last thing, Will, is that Park Run is back on Saturday. Will. Yay! Yes! Fantastic. <laughs> so, so, so Park Run is back and hopefully back, back for good. That would be I brilliant. Hope, and I hope um, we'll see you there. Well, if I can make it along, I'm yes, going to, I, I, I keep meaning to the, um, it's, it's a, it's a tricky morning for me to get to, but I if guess. I, if, yeah. if I, if, if I can, I want to, I want to do it. So mm. more than anything to come and experience it with, with several hundred people. I think it must be a fantastic experience. And yeah. um, John, Nina, you've, you've um, shared your passion as you can probably tell. It's one of mine now too. Uh, and I do uh, actively encourage anyone that I speak to, to give it, give it a go to, um, it's a it's a really brilliant thing to do, and dare I say, quite addictive. I've now got um, a challenge on to go and find some new headphones. Um, <laughs> so thank you, thank you for that. But it's been it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and keep on running. <laughs>